Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. All right, welcome to Vegas Hockey Hotline from the Brian Blessing Studio. Brought to you by Station Casinos and the STN app. That's Stevie Slapshot. I'm Dana Lane. We'll talk to Samantha Pell, I don't know, about 35 minutes or so. Let's see when she gets off her flight. Good enough. She's going to do the interview in the McCarran era or whatever it is now. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I keep <laughs> calling so McCarran. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Once I actually have the time to take a flight, I, I guess I'll realize what it is. But I don't think it's McCarran now. It's not McCarran. I know somebody's screaming it on the on the road right now, but anyway, man. I, listen, I I don't want to beat this thing. No, we should. I mean, it's a hockey show, I guess, and you know, I, there's a lot of other races going on that we should talk about as well. But it, it's frustrating. It, it's frustrating to to me. It's frustrating to season ticket holders, people that want to see. And I'm sure it's more than frustrating for the. For the front office of the Vegas Golden Knights, where expectations were through the roof. This was going to be the year where they were legitimately knowing they were going to compete for a Stanley Cup. And that just is not going to happen. Now, I realize, hey, look, I know silver lining, silver lining is they win the next, they're, they're what, five games? Right. They got a chance. Yeah, I, that's not happening. No, I, we we saw the effort last night. We saw the non-effort last night. You you talked about the locker room. I I think that's a, a fantastic point, and and I wonder the you know on ice it, it, it's bad enough ha- having Leonard here and Flurry gone. How about in the locker room? Not having Flurry in the locker room, and and how that might have changed. It's an interesting things. point because if he's divided the fan base. And again, it's all speculation, and I, and I can't stand speculation radio. But, but, we, but, but what we, are you left with? Yeah, well, but, but nobody says you anything. have to believe this is true, right? There, you have to believe that there are guys in, in that locker room, and more than one that that didn't want Flurry, you know, off to Chicago. They wanted Flurry here. I couldn't imagine anybody in that room that wanted him you off would, the team. You would think, right? I would think. I'm sure there's a good percentage of guys that didn't want Ryan Reeves off the team. Probably true. I mean, you could say all you want about, hey, you know, Colasar is fill, filling his role and this and that. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, he regular season, again, regular season, postseason, two completely separate animals. Right. I just, I don't know. You, you could say I'm old school. You could say whatever. I mean, I think school, the, the term old school is ridiculous. It just lets you off the hook and allows you to think something differently that's been working forever. I like to have a guy I can lean on, a heavy guy, that I know is going to be an enforcer on the ice when I need it. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Don't bring up postseason. I get it. But at the same time, there's a presence. Yes. And, and just going back to Flurry, which is really, really the focus. 
You you have to wonder. And I brought this up. And it, I brought this up when I saw what was it, a couple games ago when you know Martinez deflected the puck through uh, through Leonard's five hole, and that was you know it was a goal. And Leonard, his first reaction. And it is funny when I when I bring something up that is sounds like criticism to Robin mm-hmm. because this is never anything personal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want you deleting Facebook now because of me. <laughs> this is strictly from a hockey player standpoint. This is not whether I like him or don't like him. I don't know him. So that that's not what this is. This is not some I'm going to wear a t-shirt you know, saying we deserve better at Golden Knight games. Which is absurd. Yeah. No matter who it was. Yeah. Absurd. Are you that invested that you're taking whatever time it takes to get that t-shirt and have that printed and you're waltzing in the T-Mobile like you, you've got some sort of a statement? Yeah. Come on. And, and, and it's ridiculous on the face of it also. You know, be, be a New Jersey or a Buffalo fan here lately. You, you, don't know, you have no idea how good you've had it. If, if you're wearing that shirt, right? Well, it, it angers me. That angers me a lot because that is something that is a reflection of one person. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, well, we deserve better. No, no, no. Robin Leonard is an NHL, bonafide NHL goaltender. He is. They made a financial decision based upon, or they made a decision based on finances and whether or not they thought who Robin, the younger goaltender, and his potential, they made a choice. It's nothing to do with Robin. Now, you know what's funny about this? I I think about this a lot because I remember when the Golden Knights first came into town and talking to McPhee and talking to some of the guys in the, you know, when they were the only ones to interview. At the time, they were more more than willing to come on the air. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, these guys think that they're going to get in bed with uh, whatever you know broadcasting entity that they will. They will have that. This will be an easy market. Yeah. To pull the wool over. Right. This will be an easy market. We wouldn't. We won't have to worry. That's not true at all. Because there's a lot of not aside from me, us. Yeah. There's a lot of different entities that are going to, you know, talk about how they feel. Myself, Brian Shapiro comes in after us, Mm -hmm. T.C. Martin, Mm -hmm. all independent guys that, you know, they might as well say, hey, look, this is Truth Radio for six months or for six hours. Well, the other thing, I, I I think they thought that and I think people felt this way about Vegas. But, they, but this no, is not an easy market. But, but, but what they didn't, what what no one thought about, and I don't know why they didn't, is that we have so many people here from Chicago, from Detroit, from Buffalo, uh, you know, that that grew up with hockey, and 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 now they have migrated here. There are so many people in this town that know a lot of people from Minnesota, Pittsburgh, that know hockey. But there was this attitude, wasn't there, Steve? This attitude as if we're going to teach you the game. Yeah. And you're gonna, you're going to, uh, you know, whatever we feed you is what's going to happen. Right. There's an arrogance over there, okay. in my opinion. So we'll go with that for sure. And there is. Yeah. That's not everybody. There's a lot of people there I like. Yeah. A lot of people I like. Yeah. I like people that answer emails. 
I like that a lot. I like Regardless, people, I mean, if whatever the relationship is. I like whether, people that say good morning to you. I've been, it's always nice. Yeah. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Regardless if I've been critical in any way. But I've also would be the first one to sit there and praise. This is not about what I want to happen. It's about what is happening. Well, and this happens in every market, Dana. In every market, in every sport, right? You, if, it's fair if, if something is not right for you to call that out. It's, it's also fair, and I, it happens in every market when, when things are going good, when people are doing right, to point that out as well. So, I, so look, they over there at City National, they have no problem when we point out you know, when things are going well or when a, a specific player is playing well, doing the right thing, whatever. So it's also fair for us. When things aren't going so well and when a specific player isn't playing well, for us to point those out as well. But they don't like that. I thought Shea Theodore was fantastic. I think he's a guy that, yep, he makes mistakes. Sure he does. Mm-hmm. I think it, you thought he was as good as anybody in the ice last night. You, yeah. and You know what? I, I want to see more of that. I, I think there's still more there. I would like to see more of that on a game-by-game basis. There, there's something either with him or, or with the coaching, um, that they won't allow him uh, to. Uh, he, he's so gifted. Use those gifts on a on, in game by game. I, I I think you know he can be a real threat to the opposition, and and it's not there every night. And I and I don't think it's all his fault. I, again, uh, the the coaching to me, man. If I had a Theodore, I, I would tell him, hey, we need you. To use your skills in the offensive end, that that that's a plus for us. That makes us a better team. Go out. See, there. I don't know if we don't disagree with that. I think he's plenty involved offensively. I'd like to see more. I think there's more there, Dave. I mean, he's got a few jobs out there. The defenseman has. I understand more than just put the you know than defense. I understand, but but again, that that's coaching. So if you have a guy. A defenseman that's got those kind of offensive skills, you have the opposite forward cover back for him. Allow allow him to use those. That's a weapon that you can use. We saw last night where he almost tied the game up. He just got his, his stuck, stick hung up, but he was in the dirty area. He was in a low slot position. Um, could have tied that game up at two, about 14 and a half minutes left in the third. Uh, you know, you can't, other than that, I mean, this was a guy that you saw got to open ice. You saw that in the first period. I mean, right in the opening shift, opening minute of the game, he gets to open ice, goes right through the neutral zone, gets a pass from Pacioretty, found himself found himself one-on-one with Colton White. I mean, that is positioning. That's hockey IQ. Yep. And I think he has a lot of that. It, it, we saw him uh, in the second period. Uh, jersey up one nothing. About five minutes left in the, in the second period. Gets a slapper off from the top of the right circle. And that was because of his work getting into the zone. Had a great little stutter step on Nico Heeshear. But that, this kid is talented. I, yeah. would love, I mean, we joked, but I'd love to see him as a forward. No, no, he's, he's extremely <laughs> He's got that kind of Dude, gift. Remember the first year, Dana? He and Schmidt, oh, oh, I'm, you know, Often enough, but I, but I wanted to see it even more. Would go end to end. Both of them had the ability to go end to end, and and they did it a lot. First year, I wanted to see even more of that first year, and I want to see more of it now. 
He's, he, again, this is a weapon they're not using, in my opinion. He was fantastic when he uh, tied the score up at one in the second period. I mean, he's going to be the forgotten guy on that goal, but his transition pass up to Wah, up the center of the ice, was the key to getting you know basically that goal for for himself. He and then when and I talk about what are players, what are they doing when they don't have the puck? Mm-hmm. This is a guy I'll live with his mistakes because I think he has a lot of potential. Yes. Brian thought he had a lot of potential. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, Brian would talk about uh, he was absolutely enamored with. Yeah, with Theodore. Yeah, he was going to be the face of the franchise because he was good in he was good in Anaheim as well. Yes, he was. Well, well, again, we he didn't see come it. here and just become good. He was no, no, a good no. hockey player. He he was, and, and, and again, you know, I've talked about this before. I would Theodore for me would be on the first power play unit, and and I would start the puck with him, stop that damn drop pass, and and and, and let him skate it in. And he, he can beat the first guy, Dana, and then it's five on three, and now you've already moved the defense. That's what, that's what this power play needs. You've got to move the defense, and they don't do it. They, Theodore can make the defense move, and then you've got options. And, th- and then the puck's in the middle of the ice also. What did we think about Robin Leonard last night? I thought he was better. He was better. I, 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 don't, I don't think New Jersey forced him to do a lot, though. So, no, but I mean, I thought he was better at times. Let me let me just say that. Yeah, I I didn't love um, the goal by uh, a bulk. Uh, yeah, I just pronounce his name wrong. But. Bastian. No, I didn't love that goal either. But uh, the goal by Bulkfist. Okay. <laughs> God, you know what it is when you got that Q, and I know there's a QC. Yeah, there, and that always drives me nuts. But it looked like he didn't. No, I'm just see- calling Bobo. No, let's not call him Bobo. Right. We're, we're not nickname radio. <laughs> that drives me insane. I like it. He looked like he didn't see the puck at all. I mean, it was a bad goal. Uh, Petrangelo got, you know, absolutely, <laughs> he got deked out of his skates. Yeah. But still, that was a save that I would expect him to make. And, and then when Ball shot the puck, he couldn't handle it with his glove, forced a rebound, and of course he's so far out of the net that he can't get back on those secondary shots. I thought he was better in regards to that last night. I like to see stable goaltenders. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need you at the top of your crease every time there's a threat. Yeah. Because if you can't handle that initial shot, you're done. Yeah, well, remember Fleury did that um did did uh, did Pryor have him doing that? When, when well, I mean, he Pryor, certainly Pryor kind of changed him, and and Fleury, Fleury was coming out and attacking, and and he got burned by doing that against Washington in in the finals, and then Fleury stopped that and was and was staying a little deeper in that and not not attacking so much, and better. I I I'm not I'm sorry, man. I'm not a, I'm not a Leonard guy. I I I think it, I think it was a mistake um, to to bring him in and, and get rid of Fleury. Um, I, I right now I like Thompson more than I like Leonard. I feel better with Thompson in that than I do with Leonard in that. I agree, um, and we never know what Thompson's going to grow into. Right. But if this team made the postseason, 
I don't think anyone. I don't think either one's bringing a Stanley Cup to Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, correct. But 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 Leonard would get the starts simply. Of course, because, Leonard would because, get the starts because he's the veteran and of and, he, and he's who they brought in. I I, I just think it, it, well, Leonard was a mistake. Now they may land on their feet because I he, Tom, Thompson has shown, and we'll see if he can be an NHL goaltender. I like Patera as well and Seville uh, in Henderson. So I I think they're they're probably going to land on their feet over this, um, but I I think it was a mistake um, on ice and in the locker room to bring in Leonard and 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 let Flurry go. My only my only thing, and I brought this up once before, was, and again I started to bring this up earlier in the show. I didn't finish my thought. Go figure. When Martinez and going back a few games, when that deflection off the face off, yeah, that deflected past Leonard. What I didn't like is the initial reaction. The initial reaction, and again, might be a backstory to it. Maybe Leonard told him to you know, move over a couple of inches. Maybe this was the whole Andy Van Slyke and Barry Bonds thing where, you know, Van Slyke should, or Bond should have, you know, thrown Francisco Cabrera out at home, but didn't listen to Van Slyke and the rest is history, and I have that ingrained in my head. Maybe it was a situation like that. But his initial reaction was, what are you doing? What's, you know, I mean, and, and again, I'm just reading the face. I'm reading the body language. I don't read lips. So maybe mm-hmm. he was like, no problem, buddy. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But then they had, they continued the discussion after the game. Mm-hmm. You saw him on the bench talking about it. And so I'm thinking, well, if this was most goaltenders, I think we would have just let this go. Mm-hmm. I think we would have just said, no big deal. Stuff happens. But I think he's under so much pressure, maybe some self-imposed, uh, certainly from the fans who feel compelled to conjure up T-shirts that are <laughs> insane, make you look worse, really, than what that statement that you're trying to get out there. Yeah. I would just let it go. And so if that's his demeanor or body language or facial expression, I just wonder how that it's got to be different. Like you brought up, it has to be different in the room. Doesn't it? Yeah. Then flurry who, what the way would, and we got to get over Mark, don't we? Yeah, we, we got it. I mean, he is the guy that he is absolutely our, our you know, our, our first love that we can't get over and nobody we've dated since is good enough. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of what it is. And, and you know, Dylan Thompson's a nice guy that you know, we're okay with. It, it's happened in other cities, though. It's happened before. This is the first the first time this kind of thing has happened. I'll, I'll just say this about I I I never felt like, and you could be right, and I could be wrong, but I never felt like uh, Leonard was like blamed uh, Martinez for for that. And and I noticed. Last night, Martinez will hang around at the end of the period by the door and like pet everybody on the butt, and so he's and so Leonard's got to go by him. Maybe so. And Absolutely. Night, I, I don't know, but, but last night at the end of the period, I, I noted that they were talking as they went off the ice after a period. And maybe that's so, it. Maybe that's it. I, I guess my initial, my in, the expression, the facial expression, and look, he gave up a goal. He's mm-hmm. not happy. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Right. I get that. I'm not trying to paint some picture. As if I was on the, I was on the ice. But but you could be right. Maybe Leonard had told Martinez before the faceoff, I, "I need you over here. Take a step this way or that way or whatever." 
And then and then and then it happens, and then he's pissed at him. I, I can am, see that too. I think I'm making that up. But but it I, could happen. But what I do think is real is there certainly is a different dynamic between having Robin Leonard or even Logan Thompson. I mean, having that yeah. or having that safety net in yeah. Marc-Andre Fleur, I think that affects the room. Sure. So there's so many things that go on with a hockey team winning or losing. It has nothing. It's not just what goes on in the ice. Yes. It's do I like coming to work every day? Absolutely. Do I like my brothers? Yeah. Do I like who I'm playing with? Yeah. I don't feel like – I feel like this is a bunch of great names who have been captains in other places, but they're kind of thrown on the ice to, hey, look, I mean, your name value should win us a cup. Yeah. You, you know what I found, Dana? That, like any locker room I've ever been in when, when, when I was playing Little League and high school and whatever. Your Little League the, locker room? Yeah, yeah. So, well, but I'm just saying, but hang, <laughs> hang, locker rooms? Hang, hanging out with the guys or whatever. It, it either, you know, either it's like one cohesive unit and everybody kind of gets along with everybody, or you've got these little cliques, and the cliques don't work. Yeah. If, if you've got little groups that, you know, inside the entirety of, of the locker room or whatever it was in, in Little League, that doesn't work. And and so if that's going, and I don't know that it's going on over at City National, but if it is, that's not that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Twenty missed shots through the third period, or through midway through the third period, when the graphic flashed up. By the way, again, we always talk about when they do really good things. Whoever's doing graphics over there, those little tidbits yeah. down at the bottom left, yeah, are, are fantastic. No, they, they do a really good job. Good. Whoever's doing that, so I know is, that is diving in. I, the, the, I don't know that he punches up the graphics, but the guy who comes up with those stats, his name is Ray LeBeff. I used to work with him. He's fantastic. He's a fantastic. Why uh, does that name sound familiar? Oh, he he worked with me at Jim Feist. I uh, oh, well, there it is. Okay. So, but, <laughs> okay. but, and, and, and by the way, and Gosher brings up his name from time to time when he'll, he'll give Gosher stats that are pertinent to what's going on. Yeah. I think he does a great yeah. job. If that's who it is. Yeah. Uh, I think he's fantastic. I, I always like, usually they're little, you know, fluffy graphics that, that mean absolutely nothing. Right. But there's, and it's not pro or, no, you know, for, or no, he, the he, th- there were some stats about New Jersey last night. Yeah. So I, I anyway, the 20 missed shots. And, and it's not only the missed shots, it, the missed shots inside the missed shots where you have breakaways. Yeah. And don't hit the net. Yes. You can forgive all these other things, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Say it's injuries. It's, you know, I, you know, mistakes on the blue line. Mm-hmm. When you're on a breakaway, not once. Yeah. Not twice, probably. I think it happened three times last night. I think you're right. Maybe at least twice. I think it happened three times. Might have three times. Yeah. I am sorry. You've got to hit the net. Yes. You're yeah. a professional hockey player. Yeah. You are one-on-one with the goaltender. You can't miss those. Yeah. I, and, and twice. New Jersey didn't. No, no, no. And, and, and twice, I think it was Carlson. And and I and I love Will Carlson, but man, he's got a confidence issue here lately. Uh, and lately's been the last couple of years. You, you, he has got to, you know, I, I, he's not going to score forty three again, but he's got to score twenty, and he has the ability to do so. It's a confidence thing right now with him. And we'll take a break in a second, but even the goal by Keegan Colasar 
Right. You want to talk about they go 100 minutes without scoring a goal. The goal by Keegan Colasar was P.K. Subban's goal. Correct. Correct. So, you know. But at least they were playing the right way there. You're, you're looking at one goal last night by, you know, Chandler Stevenson. That was product of a mad scramble in front of the net. Mm-hmm. You're looking at one goal, and that's an aspect of the game that has been good. The five-on-fives have been good. They have been. I'd like to see more mad scrambles in front of the goal, though. I, I would, too. <laughs> but, but again, that's what you're talking about. If you, don't get the, if you don't get the puck on goal in the first place, there are no mad scrambles in front of the goal. Priority one, get the puck on net. I mean, going back, the first goal, the, the Nathan uh, um, uh, Bastion goal, who's a fourth-line winger, first goal in 13 games. It was a failed clearing pass by McNabb mm-hmm. that led to that goal. And it's all these little things, the details, the nuances that are preventing them from being successful. Yeah. And really, Steve, I and I understand Riley Smith's out. I, I get the injuries mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. But I also understand before a lot of these guys came back, it, it was Vegas Golden Knight light, and it was the Henderson Silver Knights yeah. basically up here. Yeah. A bunch of kids that wanted to prove themselves. And as soon as they figured things out, they were off and running. Yeah. If it wasn't for Henderson, they wouldn't be close to postseason. Correct. If it wasn't for those kids coming up. Yeah. Which bodes well for the future for sure. Yes. But if it wasn't for Henderson and their development and yeah. what they're doing, this team, wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be talking yeah. about no. it. Because ever since these guys have all come back, since Stone has come back, since Martinez has come back, and I realize I, you know, just their mere presence helps you. I have I've been less impressed with this group than I was when yeah. when the Silver Knights were well represented. Yeah, me too, me too. Also, some good pickups, which the Knights have always been good at doing. From starting with Ryan Carpenter, but uh, Amadio Howden, uh, who's a defenseman. Uh, that played last night. I'm blanking on his name. Anyway, the, all, all good pickups of, of kind of those secondary guys that, that, that you plug in in your bottom six or uh, your, your bottom pair of defensemen to help out. Th- those have all worked out well over the years for the Knights. But I I go back, and again, the, the, the images that are etched, etched in my mind from last night. We saw Amadio miss the net. We saw White Cloud miss the net. Mm-hmm. We saw... I think Wah missed the Wah net. Wah missed the net. Carlson. Okay, so, you, so that's three there. Four, maybe. Yeah. That can't happen. No. And this is not about who's on the ice, who's healthy, who's not. This is about you being one-on-one with the goaltender mm-hmm. and missing the net. Yeah. Yep. The, ha- that's the difference against New Jersey, guys. Yeah. I realize they often. lace up their skates. I realize they're professional hockey players. This can't happen against New Jersey at home. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. by the way, I mean, you talk about franchises that you can see moving forward. Mm-hmm. I can see it with Buffalo. 
Yeah. I'm scared to death of the Islanders next year if they move, make a few moves and get a little bit younger and a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And I think Jersey's right there, too. Yeah, there's some talent there. Because he sure, to me, is going to be a guy that's yes. really going to grow into, mm-hmm. as we talk about, Jack Eichel should be the face of Vegas. I think that we that he sure is going to grow into that. Yeah. Maybe it's taken a little bit longer than, than they would have liked. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to grow into that. I thought he was really good last night. Yep. Brat was really good last yeah. night. They've and, been good all year. And we didn't see their best player. We didn't see Hughes last night. No. And he's he's gone. Yeah. So there'll be a... And you made Andrew Hammond, who's played, what, 14 games in six years? Yeah, something like that. You made him look like a Vezina yeah, no. trophy candidate. Again... Get, get the pucks on net. If you don't, if you don't see a, a, a hole to shoot at, if you if you don't, you know, get it get it on the goaltender in a spot where he can't uh, get a face off off of it. And then and then if 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 you're constantly doing that, you're going to have the other forwards at the net looking for that rebound, and that leads to goals. But the, but the this Knights, is the fourth straight game, and here's the other thing. So what's been going on for a long time? Well, Dana. I mean, this particular point. So four straight game where they have had to play catch up. Yeah. And one of those games, of course, was Calgary. Yeah. But when you're always chasing a game, yeah. These are ingre- you can have the greatest ingredients in the world. I thought the same if thing. If you're not putting them in and, and, and allowing them to be in a position to be successful or they don't have the desire, I don't know. You know, we talk about coaching. I don't know if this is. Is it them? Is it the board? Is the it, we've seen? We saw. My goodness, how many coaches have we seen get you know step down? Paul Maurice in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Bruce uh, Boudreaux takes over in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Another voice, and all of a sudden they're yeah. they're in a different spot. Maybe it's, but it all comes comes down to why don't I see? An inspired effort for more than just a few pockets of the game. Yeah. Why do I see this lackadaisical attitude about where, I mean, I don't know where that ends. I mean, I don't, you know, I I was listening to NHL Radio Network this morning and they were talking about where's the leader on this team? Who leads? And I know Mark Stone got up and he talked about, what they're going to do late into the season. And he's like, we're not just trying to get in the playoffs. We're going to win the Stanley Cup and all that stuff. And that was, you know, well documented after, you know, before the game yesterday. But when Stone gets up and has that kind of speech, and then you follow it up with that kind of effort, it's the old adage, even going back to handicapping, where I see a coach go nuts, like at practice, and he'll throw sticks all over the ice and just be – out of control. Yeah. And I think to myself, well, when you're out of control or when a player has to step up and give the rah-rah spe- speech, mm-hmm. and if that's not effective, you have nothing left. Yeah. You don't have anything. If it, when a coach throws sticks all over the ice and you don't respond after that, that tells me it's an issue with players. It's an issue with desire. It's a... I don't, I don't like my current situation. I, I mean, agree. all these things. Well, yeah, I, I go back to the first goal last night. Did you press brought up? They had five to six quality chances before that first goal by New Jersey, 
and didn't even as as we've stated couldn't even get those on net. And then Jersey scores, and if I'm a player on that team, I am now PO'd, and I didn't get that feeling from those guys after the first goal by Newton. Now now we're behind after we had all those quality quality chances and didn't get one in. I, I I'd be I'd be PO'd, and I did they. They they just you know played like it was a, a Tuesday in November. What I didn't like is when they came out. It was one one, and you come out in the third period, and Andreas Janssen scores uh, in a low slot after Leonard you know couldn't get the glove on on ball shot. But what I didn't like is you you not only had a must win situation, but you had so many pockets during the game where you could have found that inspiration again. Mm-hmm. There is no way New Jersey should have come out and taken a 2-1 lead. Yeah, correct. Where was that? This is not happening to us. Right. This is not happening to uh, on our home ice. I agree. Not happening. And then sometimes you just don't have the ability. You know, you talk about, well, this team is should be inspired to play tonight. Well, I'm sure Arizona's been inspired all year <laughs> they just don't have the ability yeah yeah and they're probably not inspired either yeah yeah but there was a point in every team's season where it came down to are you inspired to overcome whatever roadblock is in front of you it's like i tell my kids all the time you're worried about something guess what when you get to the other side of that worry that's when you become a better person yeah I just, you know, for me, it was disappointing. It was a disappointing effort. Yeah, it, now, if they rip off five straight, the song will be different because not only do they have to rip off five straight, but they're going to do it on the road with Chicago sandwiched in between. They have St. Louis. They have Dallas. They have an opportunity to show something. Whether they make the postseason or not, they could take those last three road games and win all three and send a message about who they are. Yeah, I I, now, this, th- these next games coming up, although I know they're mathematically still in it, mm-hmm. to me, Steve, this is telling me what kind of guts do you have? Who are you? Whether you make it or you don't, and if you do not have a better than, you know, we'll say, NHL 500 record, if you kind of just cower now because you're playing some good teams, mm-hmm. if you cower and don't perform and it look like you're disinterested in the remainder of the season, that tells me who this team is yeah. and ultimately tells me who the organization is. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. So, All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk with uh, Samantha Pell, and we'll get an update on the Washington Capitals and the, se- the, and the show, I guess, not the season. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. 
Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous Steak Bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm-fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at at any station, casino, or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Favorite Def Leppard songs off the Hysteria album, Run Riot. I would have loved for that thing to be a single. That's one of those gems that... Now, they did perform that at Planet Hollywood, which which is awesome because that's a tough song to do. And, you know, Joe Elliott's not a young man anymore and his voice is not what it used to be. But still gets it done for sure. I give him a lot of credit for that, but... Uh, 
great album. You know, we all know how great that album is. We're gonna have, I'm going to have Def Leppard talk at one point. But anyway, we're trying to get a hold of uh, Samantha Pell. And, and granted, she sent me a text and she said, hey, look, I'm on an airplane. And I'm sure she's on some runway somewhere. Um, so we're trying to get a hold of her. And if we do, great. Uh, and if we don't, we'll have her on another day. But we want to talk about the Washington Capitals a little bit. And I, I think it's a little bit ironic in some ways that, you know, I mean, it's a different, certainly a different stage, but you could definitely say that the Capitals could deliver the death knell once again to the Vegas Golden Knights in a different stage for sure. Not not in the Stanley Cup final, but in, um, you know, in the regular season. So, you know, that's got to be in the back of their mind a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's, if, it, if it crossed my mind, I'm, I can't be the only one. Or maybe I am. I don't know. You could be the only one. I know Samantha doesn't want overtime. That's the one thing she's she is really anti overtime because you know how much that, especially when you're on a road. I mean, that completely changes your whole itinerary, right? And your ability to cover the team and get on a flight and get to wherever you're going to go next. But get your sleep. I give the Capitals a lot of credit. I really do. They went into Denver last night, three two win. Against the Avalanche, I, I wonder if that loss to Toronto when they lost seven to three. I wonder if that kind of said, "Okay, here's a here's a wake up call." And one of the things too about teams at this time of year, you have to watch out whether you're wagering or just watching games. You, know, you have to watch these teams that really don't have something, anything to play for at this point, like Calgary. Really, nothing to play for. I give them a lot of credit because. They could have easily laid a few ducks playing the teams that they're playing. There's no no reason for them to play inspired hockey, but they do. It's had the a, coach. Had a good win against Chicago. I love Calgary. I really do. I love everything about them. I love the, the culture of the team. I love how they make you beat them 200 feet every night. I think they're really good. I love Markstrom. I, I agree with all that. And I, I think the, the, the talent's always been there. Now, now they have a coach that they respect and listen to and, uh, and, and won't let them take a night off here at the end of the season. He yeah. wants them ready for the playoffs. So the Capitals are flying into Vegas. And according to Samantha, they're, over, they're already here. Maybe, maybe that's where she is at this point. Um, but... You know, I wonder too. You know, if you're Peter Laviolette, I, I wonder if you're a guy that, you know, how do you handle this? Do you let do you let your team like Dean Dean Evanson, I think would be a guy that, you know, maybe not in Vegas, but we've certainly seen in California where when the Wild went on their California trip, where he just said, okay, you know what, no practice today, we'll let you guys go. And I kind of wondered if that's the same thing that maybe Peter Laviolette would do, um, you know, with the Capitals. I don't know. I mean, it's this is a tough town, man. I mean, the last thing you want is to have anybody you have a string because you have a day off in, in Las Vegas. And, I mean, for me, it's you got to stay focused. I mean, the Capitals are, are certainly fighting with the Boston Bruins for the wild card. They're certainly fighting for the third spot in the Metro. It's I, I don't think you can get – 
you know, so far, I, I think these players are so focused at this point. I don't think it matters if you're playing in, you know, Colorado or you're playing in Las Vegas. But uh, let's welcome in our next guest, uh, Samantha Pell, who covers the Capitals for the Washington Post. And we were just talking that the Capitals have an off day in Vegas today. What are they going to be filling their day with, if you know? And, and is Peter Laviolette a guy that is going to give his players some room to, you know, do do what they like? But you know, trust them to, to stay within the confines of understanding what it means uh, and what this game means to the organization. Yeah, you know, for sure. I think an off day in Vegas is kind of like this team's reward after their great play last night in Colorado. So I think, honestly, probably a lot of relaxing. A lot of guys, when they're on the road, they always say when they have an off day, even if they're in a fun city, they tend to sleep a lot, which doesn't sound that exciting. But when you think about it, the Caps are in the middle of their five-game road trip. They'll play tomorrow against Vegas and then obviously Arizona on Friday. But, yeah, I think for the Caps, they're in a good place. And for them, they just want to keep on rolling till the postseason. Yeah, I could tell you, Samantha, even though I live in Las Vegas, uh, there's nothing more exciting to me than uh, when I get to have a nap. So I understand that. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, how was your flight? And I know because I live through others and I don't get to travel as much. And believe me, I would travel six days a week if I could. Uh, where are you right now? Are you still in Colorado or are you here in Vegas or somewhere else? Yeah, I actually just landed in Vegas. Um, so currently headed over to uh, the hotel and hopefully we'll be able to relax some and kind of do the same thing as the cats are doing honestly they can probably sleep co-relax by the pool or something go to a nice dinner and then just kind of go to sleep wake up and get ready for tomorrow is it a bit ironic although it's a it's a different stage obviously one is the regular season and one was the stanley cup final but isn't it a bit ironic that the capitals again are the team that could really deliver the death knell to <laughs> to the vegas golden knights in their season this year yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I was watching the game last night as the Cavs game was ending and, you know, obviously a group chat going and talking all about it. It's kind of crazy where Vegas is at. I, I, I guess I really didn't think that they would kind of get to this point farther on the edge and to have the Cavs kind of here in Vegas, maybe to be the ones to push them over. It's, it's kind of ironic. I, I think it's going to be a great game for our night. I guess we're just going to see how both sides come out. The Capitals are a team that are so good, even dating back to last season, are so good as a road team. They've won 41 of the last 61 road games uh, dating back to last year. What, what is it about the road that has never been really much of a problem for this Capitals team? Yeah, I really think the road, they just always seem to get out to kind of those early leagues that they can't seem to get at home, especially in this season. And it seems like they're really focused on the road. Usually it's the long road trips, you know, guys bond, they have fun together. When you have a happy team, you're going to have probably a better team. Um, and so I think on the road, they just enjoy it. They like it. They like the atmosphere and they like to do, um, you know, what they do for work. So I think overall the road, it is kind of weird how they're so good, but when you listen to them talk about how much they enjoy it and kind of the bond and being able to maybe get away from the distractions at home, it, it makes sense. Hey, I'm wondering, Samantha, I, I, I was the guy that was really puzzled um, when they um, – I'm blanking on the name now, the, 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 the Islanders coach, Dana, currently – Trots. When, when, trots when, yeah. when, the, when the Capitals allowed, allowed I hate trots. when you put me on the spot, I'm sorry. too, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had one of those senior moments. Uh, when, when the Caps allowed Trots uh, to walk out the door, and, and Reardon was there, and Reardon did a good job for a while, and, and now Laviolette's there, and Laviolette's obviously gotten to the playoffs. 
But I, I felt like that was a different team, especially Ovechkin. To me, it kind of stood out. The, the, the forecheck, um, he, a much more aggressive guy. He could obviously always score goals. But he, he felt like a more complete player under trots. Does, does anyone in Washington still talk about that being a mistake, perhaps, by the Caps? Or, you know, Laviolette's got him in the playoffs. We're just happy to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Capitals fans will always look at the past, right? Uh, they haven't. Good thing we don't do that here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never can do that, right? Um, they, they always look at, you know, the cup, the cup run, you know, how Trotz led them to it. All of a sudden, now they haven't won a playoff series since then. And what's the major thing that's changed? It's coaching. Um, and so, yeah, I think obviously Washington fans will always look back and kind of be upset about letting Trotz go and if it was for money and then why did they do that and but I think overall you know with Laviolette the players are kind of bought into him he's obviously a different type of coach the way that he coaches very direct and honest every coach has a different personality right Um, and I think we've seen kind of the ups and downs of Laviolette's kind of term with the Capitals in the last couple years and whether this is the year that you kind of help break them through I, I think we have to wait and see but Really, this is his first true year with the group, you know, kind of in a non-awkward during COVID setting. So I think this this is a really big test for the Caps. But, yeah, everyone always brings up trots all the time. (laughs) Uh, That that win last night against Colorado obviously was huge. Uh, Was was a game against Toronto, was that kind of the – the catapult to say, okay, guys, we can't, we can't let that happen again. And then you come into Vegas and how do you keep focused, especially when you think, well, we could really smell blood in the water. We know their, their penalty kill is not very good. We know ours, our power play is good. I mean, how do you keep focused or is this just a group that's led by veterans uh, and everybody else just kind of falls in behind them? Yeah, I think this is definitely a group that is led by their vets. And, you know, you look at Alex Ovechkin and Backstrom and John Carlson and TJ Oshie. And, you know, you have, like, a Tom Wilson who's starting to, you know, I guess be in the spotlight more and be in the mix in the leadership role. And I think it's kind of follow the leader in that sense. They know what it takes to win. They haven't had success in the past. And they've been really blatant and obvious about why things haven't worked. And now you're kind of at this point where it feels like maybe the glean and the glimmer of the cup run is kind of over. And now it's, it's time to go. So I think it's going to be a really interesting series, whoever they get. I mean, all their opponents are going to be top-notch, and it's going to be a great series. Yeah, well, Samantha, we appreciate you joining us. We know you're running through the airport right now. Don't stop yeah. at anything blinking. Nothing good <laughs> comes from that. And we wish you all okay. the best uh, tomorrow night. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right, there she goes. Samantha Pell covers the Capitals for the Washington Post. We also want to thank Jim Gemma who uh, is uh, the man over at the Aviators. I mean, it handles all media. And I hope he's <laughs> I think he may, I hope he's not mad at me. No, he's okay. okay he's I mean, he felt it felt like he didn't <laughs> like. No. no, 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 it's all good. This is not. A, I thought this was a harmonious yeah. uh, question. And no, no, it, maybe it's, it wasn't. It, it, it's all fine, Dana. Don't worry about it. This is not a Panda Martinez situation. I guarantee you. I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, the, 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 the puck going through the five. Oh, oh, Panda Martinez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. All right. Mark Lawrence is going to join us tomorrow. Uh, he'll be on about, about 1035, and, of course, we'll talk to Mark. And, and the good thing about Mark, pretty soon, it's it's college football season before we know it. Right. And Mark will be on talking about, as he does every year, he comes on and breaks down every conference, and maybe I can pre-record him and 
beauty. Take a break at some point. Look at that. I know. I'm already thinking, thinking about breaks. Boy, is this not 2022 or not? Uh, Keep in mind, the Aviators play tonight, 7.05 at Las Vegas Ballpark. And at 2.05, in just a couple hours, UNLV will continue their two-game set against Loyola Marymount. I appreciate you joining us. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Have a good night.